0: What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Big Shots NFL Draft Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Hernitian, joined as always by my colleague over at Blue Chit Scouting, Devin Jackson. And we're joined by a special guest today. I'm going to let him introduce himself because uh, his last name is a little bit more confusing than even mine, and I'm not quite sure how to pronounce it. Go ahead, Jake.
1: Oh, come on now. Yours is very <laughs> much
0: confusing. <laughs> Don't give me that. <laughs> uh, yeah, my Had name to. is Jake Alibogan. Thanks for having me on the
1: show. I appreciate
0: it. <laughs> Uh, So, Jake covers the Rams, so we figured it was the perfect opportunity to kind of do what we did last week with Nick Price when it came to the Ravens, but obviously it's a little bit more challenging this week because the Rams don't have a first-round pick, and, um, well, now it's really hard to do because we did these before the NFL went ahead and just went absolutely batshit crazy and everyone lost their minds, and somehow now the Rams are the weakest team in the division. Um... Jake how you feel about uh, DeAndre Hopkins going to Arizona <sighs> Wow <Well. laughs>
1: So you know I don't really uh, take part in my personal Twitter anymore but if you do follow downtown Rams you'd pretty much get a glimpse of how I feel about this whole situation uh, first off all this talk about Todd Gurley and and you know the potential of him, Uh, leaving and and maybe even being cut uh, and not grabbing anything on one hand and then watching, you know, the Texans get uh, David Johnson or rather the the Cardinals trade David Johnson and get one of the best receivers in the National Football League. Um, Yeah, I don't feel good about that at all. Uh, You know, obviously... You know, you, you talk about Hopkins coming to the NFC West. He's going to be with Larry Fitzgerald. He's going to be with, uh, you know, I- Isabella, Andy Isabella, um, second-round pick. Um, you know, he's going to be with Christian Kirk. And, and a guy that no one's really talking about. I think people have forgotten about Hakeem Butler uh, from Iowa State, somebody that he was actually my number two wide receiver behind only DK Metcalf in that draft. Uh, so I definitely think that, you know, him going there is just going to absolutely give – Kyler Murray, everything he needs. They also did the transition tag, uh, you know, with Kenyon Drake. So, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't think it's out of the question to think right now with the Rams, the guys that they're leaving behind, you know, potentially in free agency, they're no longer um, even the third best team in the NFC West.
0: Yeah, this was just, we're recording this on Monday. Uh, legitimately, I went out for Starbucks. I came back 15 minutes later, and that trade had happened. And then, of course, you know, we see things like Halepuli Vati Vativaitai getting $10 million a year, and I legitimately fell off my couch. Um That's what. <laughs> yeah, what, I feel bad for, Russ, uh, for uh, Russell Brown, because he's good people, and his team should not have done that to him. Um, so we ran seven round mock drafts on the draft, uh, networks, uh, mock draft machine. God, that's a lot of time saying draft in one sentence. Um, and I'll tell you, because of the way that, uh, the picks are laid out for the Rams, it was really hard to get one where I felt comfortable with. I legitimately ran like six simulations before I found one where it made sense. I, I was saying to Devin before, uh, you even joined us and before we went on air, um, I had a, a, a mock draft in which Justin Jefferson was still available at 52 overall, and I had to restart it just out of principle because we know that that's not happening. Um, <laughs> like, there yeah. were some weird, weird, weird decisions, and even this one, I had guys where, like, legitimately I could see them going at the end of round one, and I passed on them because, well, I didn't think it was realistic, and just, it, it didn't fill a need uh, we'll get more into that in a second, but, uh, so w- before we get into what the picks are, what are the big needs for the Rams in your opinion?
1: Yeah, I think the big needs for the Rams, uh, first off, you have to look at obviously the offensive line, Andrew Whitworth's not a guarantee. Uh, you do have, uh, Bobby Evans, you do have, you know, Joseph Boom, you do still have Rob Hapenstein. I know everyone's forgotten that he still exists, but, um, You know, you still have those guys at tackle. And then not to mention, you know, David Edwards, uh, you know, who's had um, some run at tackle. And, you know, then you have to look at the interior offensive line. And and there's just – there's some holes there, you know, with Austin Blythe impending uh, free agent. And, you know, they let Robert – or or not Robert, but Roger Saffold go last year. So you do have to, uh, you know, look at the offensive line. I I do look at, you know, guys like – say um you know cushionberry and, and lewis and even um you know the the other one i believe his name is charles i, I might be getting that wrong but um you know the whole lsu gang there uh, They they wouldn't be bad <laughs> options as well as matt parrot um you know looking at uh hakeem Adeniji from kansas uh just you know i think there's definitely um that's definitely a need You you could say offensive line then i would look at running back uh, because it looks like Todd Gurley they're trying to get rid of as any means necessary, which I'm not going to say I agree with it. But um, if they do choose to go that route, I do think that they're probably going that route because they're copycatting none other than Kyle Shanahan. I think that's kind of where the league is going to move into the direction of that. Um, You know, for teams that don't have that rookie quarterback contract, I think they might go with more, you know, less about the, the star power in the skill positions, but more about just having a bunch of guys that are really solid in that area. Um, you could see that. Daryl Henderson would be the starter, I believe. Uh, they still have uh, Malcolm Brown and, and, and John Kelly, but, you know, they met with, um, you know, the the Kelly in this draft from UCLA, and uh, they, they've met with Zach Moss, um, and I Darrington, his last name escapes me, but um, you know they've met with running backs, so I definitely think that's a need, and, and they look at that. Um, then I would probably say safety because I don't believe Taylor Rapp is a true free safety. I don't think that they will be able to re- replace Eric Weddle, um, you know, the right way. Um, I think you know John Johnson they want to keep at strong safety, so I think you definitely look at safety. Um, you know, you could look in in area of say you know Jeremy Chin um you know I I think that's probably a a good barometer of of where they would probably draft a safety if they did and then now I think really the the biggest yeah I'd probably go back and even double back I'd say the biggest uh need would probably be linebacker if they're you know willing to let Corey Littleton go as well as edge um you know Clay Matthews may not be around he had a solid year. Um, but you know, he's on a two year deal and I think it's very reasonable for them to let him go. Uh Weddle retired, so they he did get those um you know, that money back on the books. But um, you know, Dante Fowler's probably not coming back. And uh I do like what they have there with Samson Bukam. He had his you know i arguably his best season surprisingly as a rotational pass rusher um but then they have guys that i really like uh one being Jakai Polite who was really high on my board despite the testing i think he has you know some serious potential there um so you know we'll see there but uh you know have guys like you know Ober- Obena Okoronkwo and um you know i i Nitris Patrick i mean i think that they have talent but those would probably be the biggest needs edge linebacker safety offensive line and running back at this point
0: all right that was a really really great insight into this so uh i'll start off first um the way the board was falling for me at 52 uh i saw a guy at a position that you kind of mentioned as kind of a tertiary like a secondary need but uh it was definitely a best player available at a position, like you said, Andrew Whitworth not exactly getting any younger. Rob Havenstein is there, but as you said, kind of forgotten about. Austin Jackson fell to me at 52, and, you know, there wasn't really a lot left at edge given that, you know, Josh Uche had been taken, and he was someone that I was hoping would fall. And, like, you know, the next best available edge was, like, Jonathan Grenard, and that's, like, about a round earlier that I'm willing to take him. So, yeah... Austin Jackson being the pick for me at 52, someone that if uh, Whitworth is able to get one more year out, you just you sit him, you let him develop a little bit, and then you can just go ahead and, and get going with him. Or he could potentially start at left tackle, and then, you know, you find out what you've got on the other side of the offensive line. There's a kind of, like you said, a little bit of an older offensive line, so getting some youth in there is never going to be something. You can never have too many good offensive linemen.
1: Yeah, I, I, I agree with you there. Um, you know, I, I think the the pick is definitely solid. Um, you know, I, I think, like you mentioned, Uche is probably... He might honestly be my highlighted selection there. Like, that might be the guy I truly want to, you know, zoom in onto. I had a crazy, um, you know, mock draft scenario where uh, Winfield fell, but that would be the only one I'd probably... You know, just because he'd be best
0: available. And
2: like I said, safety's
0: on my radar. All right, Devin, where did you go at pick 52?
2: Uh, so, you know, one of the needs you were talking about was edge. So I actually had Josh Uche available at 52. Hey. So that's who I picked. Um, this is someone that I uh, have loved since, you know, uh, me and Mike been covering the Big Ten, you know, since the start of September. Uh, super fast guy. Can can pretty much do it all, you know. Has some coverage skills, and it's just someone that I, I mean, honestly, I could probably pick Josh Uche for most teams in NFL at this position. Uh, like in the at this part. I'm sure you
0: would. I'm yeah, sure like, you
2: would. Like literally, like last week I picked him too because like I feel like he can in that that forty to fifty to sixty range he can fall in a lot of those teams. So th- that's definitely who I picked. I think he is. Um, someone you you can't miss, and I also had Austin Jackson available at fifty two, and I almost picked him, but then I saw Uche available too, so I had to go with Uche. Uh,
0: man,
1: he, yeah, I, I I gotta say, um, that's that's a hell of a pick there, uh, Josh Uche, man. I I think he would be a huge uh, selection for the Rams. Uh, he's somebody I'd consider trading up for. I know they don't have a ton of draft capital to do so, but, you know, he's definitely somebody I think he's worth it. Um, you know, there, there's question about, you know, how long he's he's had, you know, a starting um, experience, but I'm not really worried about that at all. Uh, you know, I looked at what he did in Mobile, I was very impressed. I felt like he dominated the practices. Um, you know, and I think that he would be a huge opportunity because, you know, you're looking at him and, and somebody with that athleticism, you know, coming off the edge. It's almost like he didn't really lose Fowler because the thing about Fowler is he's got that speed um, that just not many pass rushers have. I mean, pass rushers aren't a dime a dozen, a lot of them have, you know, varying different skills. And um, I think Uche just does a great job of. You know, he's he's got unbelievable bend, but something I really noticed on film is his uh, range. I mean, I think this is somebody you could kind of deploy all over the field, really, at, you know, inside, back, or outside. He's kind of like a Hassan Redick, in a sense, and we don't really know if he matches up to him athletically, because we don't have the numbers, because he, you know, didn't work out the combine, but um, I'm willing to bet, you know, he's not far off. He's a very, very athletic and very talented player.
0: Well, I mean, as Devin said, for every team, he's going to draft Josh Uche. Funny enough, <laughs> uh, when I did my three-round mock draft on blue-chip scouting, uh, literally, like, uh, less than a week ago, it was released on, I want to say, Saturday night. Uh, Josh Uche was the pick at 52 for me as well. Uh, but, yeah, he was he was gone when I went to go do the full seven. So And, of course, I wasn't controlling all 32 teams like I was uh, in that one. So, you know... Damn algorithms. Uh, So I came back (laughs) in round three. I'm going to get both of mine uh, out of the way in one fell swoop. 84, uh, I had to get the edge need somewhere, and I went with another senior bowl guy who impressed down in Alabama, and that would be Bradley and Nye out of Utah. And then when they came back around at 104 with the compensatory pick, um, I had just seen uh, all of the Linebacker come off the board, but I was kind of surprised to still to still see Willie Gay Jr. from Mississippi State there, and with uh, Corey Littleton like 99% probably not coming back to the Rams, you get that interior, uh, you know, you know, rangy linebacker who. Um, well, I would say he he it, on the field it's like he punches you in the mouth, but Willie Gay actually did. So, I mean he you need another ass kicker on that defense. You got a lot of guys that talk. You need a lot of, you have some you need a guy that can back up the shit talking that, well, Ramsey's going to do.
1: Yeah, no, I, I definitely hear you there. I think, you know, they 100% have to uh, replace Littleton. Um, My biggest issue with letting Littleton go is I just, this linebacker class, and you were able to get a, you know, solid uh, linebacker there and Willie Gay. But, um, you know, I, I think this linebacker class is, is fairly thin. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not, you know, we've seen linebacker classes in the past where you, like, like, talk about the one we just saw with, you know, all those guys, Blake Cashman and, and such. Like, I mean, you could get, you know, Cashman in the fifth round. Um, and I had a first round grade on him. So, you know, I mean, just like this linebacker group, I don't feel as great about. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's a solid player. And uh, I do think he could start. See, the thing is, in, in the third round, you're looking at starters. So, um, you know, I think that's definitely a good pick. And then Bradley and I, you redeemed yourself there. Um, not really saying it's your fault that you weren't able to get Uche <laughs> since he wasn't there, but uh, I definitely would say you redeemed yourself with the Anai pick. Uh, watched him absolutely terrorize not only the senior bowl practices but the game as well. Um, definitely the game. Uh, So and it was him and Uche. I mean, if if I could, I'd grab them both and just you know play them with each other. Seemed like they had a lot of continuity there (laughs) off the edge, but uh, but yeah, I I would probably say that you did a nice job there. Um, We'll see if if you win this round, but you're you're looking
0: good so far. If Uche is the player that Devin will will pick for every team, I guess Bradley and I is for me because I picked him in in round three for the Rams. er, Sorry for the Ravens last week with the. with, with Nick Price, so we'll have to see going
2: forward whether this becomes a thing.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, man, uh, Mike, sorry to disappoint you, but I don't think you're gonna win this one. Oh, for um, God's sake. So my first third round pick, uh, you talked about that. You know the safety. You know, need some safety help back there. So you know, I saw one of the one of the needs at safety, and I saw like the area that it was in. And I got Jeremy Chin from Southern Illinois. I hate you. I hate you. Ooh. At 84. He was and <laughs> I, I li- literally, like, I, I did, like, four or five mock drafts on the Rams. And I did one earlier today, like, a couple hours ago after all this stuff went down. And uh, Jeremy Chin was available right there. And uh, nice, rangy safety from, like I said, Southern Illinois. Had to grab him right there at, at 84. I, I thought... Kind of in that position that he was probably the best player available and then circle back to 104 uh, I also seen the news earlier today that Todd Gurley might be getting released so uh, for running I went running back and I got zach moss from utah at uh 104 and uh Very versatile back uh hard runner. I, I feel like he will feel well in the Ram system
1: Wow <laughs> Yeah, so, Chad, unbelievable pick. Uh, he's one of, like, every year I have, like, this ideal mock draft that just isn't possible because the Rams will never pick anybody I want them to pick.
0: But, um... <laughs> but uh, Sorry, that, that that got me, and I don't exactly know why. Well, I, I'm just being honest, man.
1: <laughs> All I asked for was Chris Godwin and George Kittle, and nope. Anyway, <laughs> Uh <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, uh, excellent job getting Chin. I mean, I know it kind of gave away, you know, my liking for him earlier. But, um, you know, Chin is somebody I peg to, you know, fit that free safety role. Look, they don't have the money to go out there and, you know, be a player in free agency. They really don't. And so for that reason, I think that they're going to be looking bargain bin hunting. I don't think there's anybody worth a damn bargain bin hunting. I would just rather bring back Marquise Christian and play him at free safety. And I actually really like Christian. Uh, Blake Countess just became available recently, um, you know, liked what he did with the Rams. So there's obviously some familiarity there where there was. Now all the coaches are gone. But, um, but you know, i probably say that Chin is a hard fit on uh, you talk about size, but you talk about adding athleticism. And, you know, John Johnson, somebody who didn't test well, but he played ex- he plays extremely hard. Uh, you know, he, he plays faster than he timed uh, chin tested really well and he plays as you know, fast as he tested, which isn't, you know, that common, I guess. But it kind of shows you even from a small school, there's not a lot of thinking. There's just doing it's very instinctual play. And so I think for that reason, you put a six foot three guy next to a six foot one guy. Both have ball skills. Uh, both can obviously hit. Both can cover. And then you have um, you know, Taylor Rapp kind of chilling that pseudo-linebacker role. I'm starting to like the way the defense is coming together there. Uh, as far as Zach Moss, this is a guy they met with. This is somebody that I think they'll definitely consider. Um, not long ago, I remember when the Rams were looking at um, uh, Penny, Rashad Penny, around that third-round range. Now, I was never a Rashad Penny fan, and it's not i'm not gonna say he reminds me of rashad penny but he is kind of that running back where i could see him going higher than the third round um but then again i i could also see the rams really targeting him in that range it does say a lot though that they met with him We've only met with three running backs that i can recall so uh i really like the picks and man i gotta say i think devin won this round as well damn it
0: Alright, so I came back around in round four And I'm noticing that like The board just sucks At this point (laughs) So I'm I'm sitting there (laughs) Blunt. <laughs> I'm sitting there at 126. I'm gonna to read to you all of the players that that went in round four ahead of the Rams: Bryson Hopkins, Courtney Davis, Evan Weaver, who I wasn't gonna take at 104, Hunter Bryant, which I don't think he's still gonna be there. Alton Robinson, I've already tackled the edge issue. Akeem Davis Gaither, I've already tackled the linebacker issue. Jacob Eason went 113th. Um, you love to see it, I guess. Uh, Alohi Gilman, Amik uh, Robertson, Terrell Burgess, Anthony Gordon, the Washington State kid, Kayvon Wallace, Brandon Jones, Logan Stenberg, the Florida International quarterback, Darrington Evans, there goes my last good chance at a running back, Jabari Zuniga,
1: that was the guy,
0: yeah, Chase Claypool, Joe Bocci, and then I'm looking at what's left. Okay, well, you you still do need an extra guy to cover in kind of the slot in that safety range. I mean, Michael Pittman Jr. would be great at wide receiver, but it's not really a need. And if we're looking at a running back, Anthony McFarland is the best one available, and I'm not touching him. Um, So I had to kind of get someone that could cover in the back end. I thought maybe going corner because Michael Ojabudia was still there, and I don't know why he was still on the board. But I felt like the biggest thing was, like you said, Taylor Rapp. Not exactly a pure safety, more of kind of that thumping, you know, safety linebacker hybrid. Get you a true safety. I went with Antoine Brooks Jr. out of Maryland.
1: All right, all right. Well, you know what? The the board
0: uh... really sucked at this point. Like, I'm not going to lie. I I was kind of trying to find something. (laughs) Uh,
1: You know, I, um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I like it uh, to an extent because I, I like his game. Um, I just think that the problem with him is that he's similar to a LaMarcus Joyner type. And I feel like they have that um, in Nickel Roby Coleman. Uh, they also have uh, Dante Dion. They have Troy Hill. And um, now, you know, they have David Long and, and Darius Williams as well. So I think they're kind of, it's weird to say this, but I feel like they're kind of loaded at corner. Um so I I don't know if I would 100% go that route um but you know I think he's a talented player so I think you got a good player um in you know round 4 All
0: right Devin so who did you one up me with in he round won- 4 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like
1: all right just let's just get this
0: on. <laughs> right, I think I so- know I've lost at this point <laughs> He's gonna somehow end up it's like, oh yeah, by the way, I, I – you know Actually I, I, I
2: got I got Lloyd Cushion, but no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I was gonna uh, say he
0: like <laughs> he he cured cancer with the fourth round pick. <laughs>
2: All right. So uh I did kind of give it away, so I am going inside office alignment in round four. Uh, I think that you know, I don't expect them to be like a starter or something like that, but someone maybe in the rotation. Um, and I ended up picking Ben Bredesen, uh, inside offensive lineman for oh, Michigan. Um, and he, he's a, he's a solid player. I think someone that is really stout. He's one, he was on one of the, you know, best offensive linemen in the country last season he Had Cesar Ruiz, who I, I don't even want to start talking about him, but <laughs> Ben Bredesen, uh, a couple other guys, but Ben Bredesen was a solid, solid player for, um, Michigan this year and I think he can he can come in and immediately contribute and uh help out with some of the Rams offensive line issues.
0: Yeah, I think we know that you won that round. Um. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean right now there there's not really you know, it's so far Austin Jackson I believe is the only one that's been picked on the offensive line, so um, yeah, I, I would probably say he won that round. Uh, you know, <laughs> Bredesen comes in, can start instantly, I
0: believe. Uh, so you're getting a starter in the
1: fourth round. Yeah, definitely sign me up for that.
0: Uh, so I'm going to be totally honest with you. I had, by the time 175 came around, just <laughs> gone, screw it. And um, I, I don't believe the Rams have a fifth rounder, right? They're missing one? No, no,
1: because Sneed likes giving away picks when he doesn't have to. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think they, they literally gave one for Marcus <laughs> Peters. Like, why are you giving away a fifth when you like for Kenny Young? Like, I don't I, I don't get it. Like, that it does that, not compute with me.
0: Um. So yeah, I think this was actually someone else's pick, but I was sitting there and I had I, I wasn't gonna wait till round six when there was legitimately no one left. Um, because, like, I'm looking in round six, and I'm seeing, like, Levante Taylor, and, like, Soho Alani Lua from TCU, and, like, all of these guys that I just don't want to just bother having to choose between, because none of them are really overly good, and stand really anywhere above about 160th on my board. So I traded pick six, and you know, your sixth and seventh round pick to move up into round five. Um... And, well, I, I went with, a, you know, uh, a pass rusher earlier in an eye, and I was looking around at what was left, and there wasn't really much else. So, Clay Matthews is, like, old... Clay Matthews is Bernie Sanders old. So, <laughs> <laughs> I went ahead and drafted DJ Wanham, the edge rusher, out of, um, out of South Carolina, because, well... I mean, you kind of have to get Clay Matthews off the field at this point because he's also—if he's not going to cost you with the fact he's like 36 or 37 years old now, he's going to cost you with the fact that by taking a deep enough breath, he might get a roughing the passer call in you know in today's NFL. <laughs> so by Bringing him in, you've also brought in a Nye, you may, you know, depending on what happens with DJ, uh, sorry, not DJ, uh, with Dante Fowler's, uh, contract, you now have three really good pass rushes that you can send out, which also gives you a leg up when you're having to chase down Kyler Murray twice a year. I really wanted this mock draft over with by the time that, you know, that came around, so I just went, screw it, I'll trade both of your, uh, your, your, your late round picks to move into, like, a mid-round pick.
1: Yeah, so DJ uh, <laughs> Wonham is actually somebody that I like.
0: Yeah! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> in other words, I'm not terrible at this.
1: Yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> also, a former um, co-host of the Downtown Rams podcast, Blaine Griesack, entered the chat because he's a huge <laughs> DJ Wonum fan. <laughs> um, but he, like, my only thing is with him, he doesn't have much of a pass rush plan. That'll come, I think. Um, you know, he's a little raw, uh, but I, I do really like him. I, I think that's somebody that can, you know, definitely add, uh, depth to that room. I don't think he has to start right away. I think the, the Rams probably aren't going to start anybody right away. Um, you know, they, they normally don't go that approach unless they get an Aaron Donald. And actually that's a horrible example because Jeff Fisher didn't <laughs> start him until week five. So <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because it's Jeff to... Fisher, but yeah, I mean, you know, but, but still, um, you know I, I think this is somebody that could definitely go in that rotation with Okoronkwo and jakai and polite and samson ebukam and you know I, i'm definitely uh i'm liking this pick this is probably for for the the overall value i think this is probably your best pick
0: i think i'd rather have um you know traded those picks and moved up to get one of them than to like stay in uh round seven and be choosing between like Kendrick Rogers and Trey Adams. Oh, dude, I, like, I'm a
1: huge Kendrick Rogers Okay, fan. bad example. Uh, between uh, Brian Lewerke and... <laughs> all, and, right, and all right, all right. <laughs> I see
0: your point. <laughs> like, I'm looking at round seven. And I'm just like, yeah, thank God I got out of there. Unless, like, Rodrigo Blankenship lights your fire. Um, Kend- <laughs> <laughs> Let's just put it this way. Kendrick Rogers is going to be way better... He's going to be a way better
1: version of Josh Reynolds. Let's just... just yeah, let's, just yeah. I, out
0: there. I, I, keep in mind, I I think Kendrick Rogers has gone long before, but, like, the rest of the guys in this... Like, Stephen Montez fits in round seven. Like, yeah, I, I don't care about these guys at this point.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll grab Montez as a developmental guy, but we talked about it off air. My guy's John Wolford. <laughs>
0: All right, so uh Devin, you have the floor cuz you have the remaining picks and I'm don't.
2: So Yeah, I didn't I didn't trade my picks at all. <laughs> uh, even though it's probably what's oh, going to happen. Uh, so <laughs> my sixth round selection at <laughs> 199 <laughs> the Tom Brady pick. Got Tom right now. Oh, I'm wow. just uh uh <laughs> So I I uh, saw one of the other needs uh, oh, is in, inside uh, <laughs> defensive lineman. Now obviously you got Aaron Donald. Um, so I went with a guy that was super productive in college. Uh, not exactly the most athletic guy. Uh, may not even translate that well in the NFL. But uh, I went with James Lynch uh, from Baylor with uh, that sixth round pick, and then the last pick in the seventh round. And man, there were some interesting (laughs) names there. There were some interesting names. I this is my first time having to go that far uh, (laughs) since the Ravens last week didn't have (laughs) have you know a seventh round pick. But what pick was this? This is number two thirty four.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, see, I traded it to the Packers who got uh, T.J. Brunson from South Carolina. So let's see who you picked at 234, then I'll say who went 234.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, so with mine, uh, this is just a personal guy that I like. Uh, Reggie Corbin from Illinois. Uh-huh. So I went with that. I I didn't even realize that my guy, Daley Harding, was still on the board <laughs> at that lady end ended up going 245 to the 49ers, so I probably would have picked him, but... Uh, Yep, one with uh, Reggie Corbin.
0: Uh, The Packers in mine, that's who I traded to, was the Packers. They went with Brian Cole, the safety out of Mississippi State, who was a senior bowl guy that I still have not watched.
1: Yeah, you know, (laughs) I think, uh, hmm. I'm trying to make a decision here. I I think, you know what, I'm kind of leaning... I'm gonna give it to mike i i, I, I <laughs> uh, he he not only did he need this like really badly, um, <laughs> and I don't even remember who he drafted I remember
0: <laughs> but, uh,
1: <laughs> but, uh, but uh but yeah, um it's nothing against devin, of course i just uh I found I would rather have won him than the two guys that you mentioned um so. I was kidding about that I did
0: remember he okay. but it's okay uh, I kind of forgot to uh- <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah no i I think um you know Corbin makes sense it you know the the thing about the Rams with their running backs is kind of like going back to what I was saying with the whole you know copycat uh Kyle Shanahan type of approach if you're getting rid of Todd Gurley is that I really see them kind of following that that you know um most and um You know, and like none of the names, of course, are like they're all escaping me, but uh, you know, Jeffrey is Taylor, I forget his name.
0: Yeah, Um, I think it's Jeffrey Wilson. Uh, No, no, Jeffrey
1: Wilson, Jeffrey Taylor's in this draft. I think he's actually from Memphis, so stupid me, but um, yeah, Jeffrey Wilson Jr. and um, Tevin Coleman, and I feel like, and, and not to mention um use check so i think the rams are kind of kind of going to go in that approach they've already kind of toyed with the idea of you know grabbing a fullback um we'll see what they do there um corbin makes sense because you're kind of adding you know you more fuel to the fire and and you're doing it cheap um you're not you know spending a, a high pick like moss but the thing is about about moss is that you know he's somebody i think is most realistic Um, because I don't think that they're 100% sold that Daryl William, uh, Daryl Henderson can just come right in and, and be the guy. And I don't think they're totally sold on Malcolm Brown either, because just look at the, the volume, uh, of carries when Todd Gurley, um, wasn't on the field. So, you know, I, I definitely think that you could go either way. Um, and then the other guy, I haven't watched film on, so, uh, Wonham would definitely uh, take the cake there.
0: But overall
1: devin wins this, yeah this does
0: not surprise me at all um, yeah you got whooped how do you feel <laughs> uh i got whooped and uh first of all uh ben Solak, if you're listening to this we're gonna have to have some words because i got totally boned by the simulation taking all of the guys i wanted within a couple of picks of me so like <laughs> ben when i see you in um in uh in mobile next year we gonna square up and uh well, I'm a lot bigger than you, Ben. So, like, just gonna warn you in advance. But no, Devin, go ahead. Give give your victory speech.
2: I mean, what can you say this is? I mean, the first person in history to be a GM for the for two different teams and two different conferences. I mean, my God. But no, seriously. Uh, yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I it's just another one of those days that you know sometimes you you get lucky. Sometimes you're just simply better at picking players. But that, that's I am me.
0: legitimately getting my ass <laughs> looked on a weekly basis by a guy in his rookie year of doing this, yeah. and there is nothing more heartbreaking. So, um, I'm I'm going to end the podcast on that note. If you you can find me on Twitter eventually once I've escaped from my pee corner <laughs> with my beer um, at Mike H underscore Draft, you can find Devin, who for reasons that escape me has a blue check mark on Twitter at Real D underscore jackson, just in case he thought that there was a fake one out there. And you can find Jake at DTR. Jake, where can they find you?
1: Yeah, you can find me at Downtown Rams uh, on Twitter. Uh, I don't really use my personal, but if you ever want to slide in them DMs, at jkboganDTR is, uh, is that.
2: You heard
0: the man. <laughs> All right, guys, that's going to do it for today. I'm going to go be very sad panda now. Take it easy.